Here we are, episode 121, 121 episodes of The Brian Oak Show. I am Brian Oak, along with Sean Bernard, here in the Smart Start MN studio in beautiful, sunny South Minneapolis on 48th and Chicago. Let's say near 48th and Chicago, places like Sovereign Grounds, the Parkway Theater, a really cool-ass neighborhood. There's a turtle bread. bread just up the street. I mean, if you're feeling... Like slumming it, there's a Pizza Hut half a block away, which, you know, I'd like to live in judgment of, but I've had a Pizza Hut pizza in this very room more than a few times. But we're here on what is a beautiful day, certainly by early January standards in South Minneapolis. I mean, what is it, 31 degrees outside right now? The sun is from that low angle beating down on us. It felt like it felt like a March day outside I love, today. I love days like today because it, it's winter and I don't mind winter when it's like this. Right. It's that couple of weeks we get where it's just ridiculous that I don't. And we're going to get those again. Yeah. But today happens to be a beautiful day. And for one of our first shows of the new year, you know, we spent the last couple of shows looking back, sort of saying farewell to 2020. We look back at some of the best music of 2020 with Jeff Olson. Uh, we, you and I looked back at some of the artists we lost in 2020, which unfortunately we're not quite done with because we lost one more. And our guest today is going to be talking about that towards the end of today's podcast. MF Doom dead at the age of 49. Unbelievable. He died on Christmas Eve or pardon me, New Year's Eve. So anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit here, but I wanted to start out today on a positive note, but the world is making it very difficult. I think a lot of people expected that when it flipped from 2020 to 2021, that it was going to be like, ah, and we could sort of throw off the shackles of the previous year and start this new year fresh. And that doesn't mean we can't do that. But just like from space, there are no imaginary lines between states and countries (laughs) on the ground. There aren't any imaginary lines in time that are like, oh, the end of one calendar year, the the beginning of the next. So it's going to take some time. But I Two pieces of news, and I don't. I really wanted to start off very positively, but you know, the, the tape coming out of Trump oh, begging to find the extra Christ. votes in Georgia, which that's the only one that was captured and shared. So you know, it's been happening in every potential swing state because even if he ended up capturing Georgia, which by the way, I mean, really, the future of America sort of hangs in the balance today, election day down there, two Senate runoff elections. Um, you know it's been happening everywhere. Even if he won Georgia, it wouldn't be enough to change the Electoral College. But the fact that there are well-respected and people who have made politics their life actually standing the ground and saying, you know what, we really should overturn the Electoral College's vote, it's alarming for anybody who believes in democracy, win or lose. The structure that's in place is what makes this a free country, which makes it a place that people still want to come to, all those illegal immigrants that Trump was worried about. There's a reason they want to come here. It's because it's a land of opportunity. It's a free place. And if we start to subvert those things, if we turn this into some sort of autocracy or dictatorial bullshit, well, then things change and they get worse for everybody. You know, and Mitch McConnell, man, wouldn't it be nice to see Mitch McConnell out of work? A little bit. I I don't I I don't wish ill on anyone except for that evil giant turtle. <laughs> Just oh, my God. So that was some bad news to hear that going down. Luckily, what the last 12 joint chiefs of staff all signed off on a letter that said you don't ever reference the military when it comes to the ha- the handling of power and the changeover of power. I mean, people who were explained, Donald Rumsfeld said, no, you lost this election. Don't you dare invoke the military on this. People who understand the nature and the importance of democracy that you may not like or agree with. I'm not a big Donald Rumsfeld guy. You? 
No, not really. And, you know, we have free and fair elections. Mm. That's what the idea is, right? I don't, I just don't understand how the same people that, I mean, it's clear that the Russians did interfere with the last election. Oh, yeah. And then they didn't this time, as far as we know. But it's over. I just don't know what are we teaching these kids. All I, it's hard to look at your kids in the eye and say that bullies don't win, because in many ways that's what it feel, has felt like the last four years. Oh yeah, the bullies win, the bullies win, the bullies win, and then when they don't win, they still win. And the fact that Trump is fighting this, they're doing a rally today, yep, uh, as well, which could turn violent. We don't know what's going to happen with that. I think it's very clearly planned uh, out to be the same day as the Georgia election. Uh, so they can whine about that after the fact. But please just let these senators get voted in in Georgia. I donated money to that, by the way. Uh-huh. And I'm proud to have done it, but I don't know that I needed the 12 calls, emails, and texts per day after <sighs> donating. Oh, Everything comes with a price. Even, even your generosity, goodwill, and your hope for a oh. better humanity, a better country for all of us, is going to come with some <laughs> baggage one and some like, paperwork. One of them was like, what are you doing you're totally letting us down right now. Uh, I'm like, come on, not verbatim, really. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was literally like a personal attack. Like, dude, I live in a different state, and <laughs> I, know, I gave I you money. Exactly. Shut I was, it. I, <laughs> as a guy who as a guy who raised money for six years myself I know, I for know. political causes, I understand sort of the desperation on their end and and the excitement. I mean, these people believe. I remember fighting for Wellstone's campaign and volunteering literally hundreds of hours. But I never got hostile about it. Like, I mean, like, I would get impassioned, but telling someone you're letting us down, yeah. that's no, if no, we lose no. this, it's because of you. I mean, they didn't say yes, that. Yes, Sean. But, but maybe what, you should think about that. Like. Sean. <laughs> I cared about they have things. those auto-imported names. <laughs> Speaking of, um, you know, remember after Trump got COVID and he's like, and now I'm immune, so I can go anywhere and I don't have to wear a mask and I'm the cool guy. It turns out COVID... Uh, gives repeat performances. COVID comes back to those who have already had it. Antibodies are not a guarantee that you are now COVID-free for the rest of your life. And it pains me. I just found out today that your mom is living proof of that fact. She's gotten COVID for the, a multi-time cancer survivor has gotten COVID for the second time. Yes, she has. She uh, called me in the middle of the night. Unfortunately, my phone was turned off. This is late Sunday, early Monday morning and just said, I can't breathe. I've got a temperature again. And uh, by the time I got a hold of her the next morning, she was already at uh, Fairview Southdale. She got rushed by ambulance. She does indeed. She got tested and called me back at 2 o'clock in the afternoon Monday and said, I've got it again. And what's frustrating about that, I didn't say this in social media, but I'm going to say it here, is that there were people that went to her place and were completely careless about not wearing masks because they're fine. And, oh, your mom's already had it. No big deal. And I am so fucking pissed. You should be filled with rage. I am filled with rage. And I just keep thinking, what if she dies? You know, they're going to say, well, she had all these other conditions. You know what? Doesn't mean we wanted her to die right now. I had an interesting discussion on Saturday. We did an outdoor social distance thing. I got a good friend who built this giant igloo, like a giant igloo. Didn't cover the top of it, but it's huge walls with a fire pit in the middle. But we were all more than six feet apart. It's huge. Fills half his backyard. And one of the things that came up was all these people who like to split the difference of, well, 
Nobody really dies of COVID. They die of complications from COVID. And to me, that is a distinction without a difference. It doesn't matter. If you had not brought COVID into that person's world, if they were not subjected to COVID, then the other weakening or pre-existing conditions wouldn't have been called into play. So there's not a difference between dying of COVID or dying of complications from COVID. COVID fucking kills. And if you're irresponsible and you don't wear a mask, fuck you. If you're a Patreon member, which, by the way, we couldn't do this without you, and I know most of you are reasonable. And sane and rational people. It's why you've decided to support this podcast. If you have decided that it's okay now, that we're we're past the worst part, that the vaccines are coming, and it was never really that big a deal anyway. Sean's mom is Sean's mom, man, and she's yeah. got it a second time, and it could easily kill her. Yeah, I didn't, you know, and on a very selfish note, and a much lower note. I didn't get to see my mom, which killed her for, didn't kill her. You know I what know, I mean? I mean, I metaphorically know. speaking, for Thanksgiving or Christmas, did a Zoom with her last night. There are people who are making actual sacrifices, and we're all irritated by wearing masks, and we all have COVID fatigue. Knock it off. It's still very real yeah. and still very deadly. And if Sean's mom dies because of that, we are going over to that dude's house because I know who you're talking yeah. about, and he's going to pay for it. I know. Yeah. I know. I just, I'm, 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 Going through anger and sadness about it, and I just hope that she pulls through. And every, I mean, we've, we've lost 350,000 oh. people in this country to that. And the, the argument, again, I don't want to go on a long time about yeah. this. We were really going to start in a positive note. But, <laughs> but again, it, it's so aggravating and so maddening, the number of people who are like, well, you know, we're, we're losing people on the fringes. It's like that herd mentality, you know, the young and the weak and the, the old and the infirm. I mean, they were going to die anyway, so it's not really that big a deal. We're going to be fine largely this is a tragedy it's an actual not using hyperbole in the actual sense of the word a horrific tragedy and it's within our power to mitigate it maybe not to stop it maybe not to cure it but it's within our power to be better around other people openly defying protocol when you're visiting an elderly person with pre-existing conditions is to me tantamount to I'd put it up there with violence or sexual aggression. I mean, I'm not saying they're exactly the same things, but that sort of disregard for a fellow human being, it's unacceptable. And now I'm mad. Now I'm fucking mad, Sean. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought it up. No, I'm glad you did because you know what? Uh, It's not over yet. Vaccines are being doled out and things are starting, barely starting to flatten. But we're going to get another spike because of all the people who traveled over the holidays. We sure are. God damn it, Sean. We need to play some music. Let's play some music. All right, so here's the deal. On top of all of that joy, I had a difficult holiday, not because of 2020, not because of COVID. Personal reasons that I don't really feel like diving into right now. Not the end of the world, but alarming and concerning and and very personal. And one of the things I've been doing to cope is music. It's one of the things I've always used to cope throughout my entire life, cope with the good times and with the bad times. And for whatever reason, I woke up, uh, a couple days before New Year's, and I had this song in my head by a K-pop band called Momoland. For those who don't pay attention, K-pop is Korean pop. Hmm. And it's this whole genre. There's J-pop as well for Japanese pop, but it's largely these... Well, BTS is the biggest K-pop band on the planet right now. They actually yeah. crossed over. They've been on the late night shows here. Yeah. They've, they've made, they were the first K-pop band to sort of make the Billboard Top 100 charts. And there are Literally thousands of these bands, ranging from two members, maybe a solo performer, to some bands, in this case, Momoland, that has nine members. Well, now they're down 
to six, but these things happen. Some of them have 15 members. It's all very overproduced Western influence pop. But for some reason, when I find that right K-pop song, I can't get enough of it. And this song has been my saving grace for the last week. And now it's going to be yours, like it or not. This is Momo Land with Bam on The Brian Oak Show. On the surface, nothing but a shimmery pop song, although you may notice you didn't understand 90% of the words, unless, of course, you're fluent in Korean, which I happen to not be. Doesn't matter. The video's fantastic, by the way. So, 
K-pop is such a massive sensation worldwide that 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 video has 250 million views. Wow. But there's a Japanese version that has, I think, 90 million views. But just the dance video, the kids who are really into the K-pop, they <laughs> like to learn the dances that go along with these because these are really sort of nothing but glamorized dance troops, right? Yeah. And there's some singing going on, but it's all wildly produced and everything else. The dance video, the practice dance video of those nine young women in the dance studio nailing their dance, like doing the last thing. 205 million views of them just in the Holy dance studio shit. because that's what people like. They like to listen to their songs, but they like to practice the dances. And this is a worldwide phenomenon. Did you ever have to, you never had to do the stupid mobile DJ thing because you never did small market radio. I, I did not, but I, I mean, I've been to events where it's happening, but I have not had to do so it myself. Here's what you know for a fact, you know, within five years of when somebody's graduated high school, even if it's years and years later, based on how they dance. Uh, and also what what line dances or group dances yes, they know. Yes. Because I remember I used to host a South Park Wednesday <laughs> night every night at Gabby's, which is yeah. where, where Psycho Susie's is now. But prior to that, it was Gabby's. And upstairs, every Wednesday night, we would show uh, a classic version, a classic episode of South Park, followed by the new episode that night. And then afterwards was the best of the 80s and 90s. And I remember sitting there one night. I'm like, I have to get up for work in five hours. I cannot have another drink i've got to get out of here <laughs> so of course i stuck around for another drink and all of a sudden a song came on and the floor filled and everyone was doing this line dance and i was like <laughs> I'd, I'd literally never heard of it i'd i'd, I'd never I, I didn't know it i'd never heard of it the electric slide which oh, yeah, yeah. is wildly popular but apparently i didn't go to any weddings when that thing hit and, and but everybody was doing it in sync and it was like a twilight zone episode i'm like the fuck is actually happening right was here? Was Cartman still playing in the background going, Hey, I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> no. <Nope. Seriously? laughs> <laughs> no, by then it was over. And then and then the shot girls came around and they were bringing oh, test Lord. tubes of oh, uh, fluorescent green drinks and story for another time. This is the Sarah, Brian. Sarah Burt set that up, I bet. Um, Probably. I think it was Sarah Burt. Oh, you're making me dig way and back into the past old, right there. Old friend of ours and colleague. Exactly. Uh, it is the Brian Oak Show, and we are recording here in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start MN signed on more than 121 episodes ago. Before the show even got off the ground, they said, we'll give this a shot. And somehow, over a year later, they are still with us. Smart Start MN is a Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. That means if you or someone dear to you has lost their license due to a DUI, DWI, they can get back in their vehicle sooner than they otherwise might be able to. In fact, in some cases, considerably sooner and for considerably less money than you might expect. You just simply have this breathalyzer installed in your vehicle, and as long as you continue to blow clean, you can go back out and once again be a productive member of society, which in this day and age might be more important than it ever has been before. Yeah, and I, I think when things really open back up, there will be some people that are out of practice when it comes to drinking. Oh. So they had no intention of getting that drunk, and then they drive, and that's going to happen. But unfortunately, please don't do it if you can. If it happens to you or somebody you know, go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. They'll give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Let's go ahead and get to today's guest, who has been a guest on the podcast before. Here we are, episode 121 of The Brian Oak Show. And in my humble opinion, this man should have his own podcast because, frankly, he's significantly more interesting than I am. He makes better musical selections and... 
Remember, I know that we got off on the wrong foot. I wanted to make sure that we started the new year with the most positive takes possible. But between Trump and your mom getting COVID a second time, it was hard for me to not get mad. So now I'm going to try because this guy, even when he gets mad, there's still a smile on his face and a glint in his (laughs) eye and a level of wisdom that I always appreciate being around. And we, even though we were heavily masked and I am coated in bleach right now, heavy disinfectant, I got a hug and it felt amazing. And Anybody who knew me three years ago or more knows that I would throw myself onto a fire pit to avoid being hugged by someone and felt really amazing. He describes himself this way. Born and raised in South Minneapolis, he's a recovering drummer, does restaurant business and business stuff, and has been told by his 12-year-old daughter he's actually a funny dad. He lives (laughs) deep in the country, 20 clicks west of Paisley Park, so apparently also a Vietnam vet. <laughs> He's Jared Brewington. Jared, lovely to see your face. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Congratulations on 121. Crazy, right? It's gone fast, but probably seemed like a long time at the same time. What a weird time to start a podcast. There were already literally 800,000 other podcasts <laughs> out there, and that's, that's a vague approximation, but the number's not that far off. And what a strange unusual beautiful terrible year to start looking at the human condition and bringing all in all these people to talk you know the, uh, ostensibly the idea was to talk to local business owners like yourself local musicians politicians whatever to have sort of a hyper local focus and what an unusual unpredictable and oh i'm gonna say the word i'm sorry unprecedented year that everyone has had but here we all still are doing what you do like i mean you have to keep getting up in the morning right you have to keep thinking that there's more out there despite the circumstance that's sort of the nature of existence right truly uh uncharted territory is a is a word i've used for the daily what happens next because you can't wait for the news to see what your what your choices are for the day but sometimes in our business world right now we have to wait for the news to see what business we can do so because the there will be an announcement about an executive order or something like that. But yes, the universe has sowed, sown content throughout 2019 <laughs> so that the following year could have a lot of things for a new podcast to have. Crazy, crazy. So just to bring people up to speed, when you and I first met, you were just getting funky grits off the ground. You and I had met a couple times, happenstance, day drinking, et cetera, et cetera, and got to know each other. And funky grits got up, got running, was crazy. And then you moved on to another venture. And now you're on to another venture. So can you encapsulate as briefly as possible what 2020 for someone who wants to be a restaurateur and a a business guy and not only that i mean i know you're involved in a lot of other things but from a strict personal business perspective you seem to be my favorite sisyphus continually pushing that boulder up the mountain knowing that you're only going to roll it down the other side and have to push it back up again what has your 2020 been like before 2020 i was living in uncharted territory based off of my own decisions so it was always of what what do I do with the thing I just promised me and people out loud? And then that ended up being a restaurant, which went wildly crazy. And so 2019 to 2020 saw a lot of, a lot of emotional ups and downs for me. And the downs were not specifically to funky grits closing. It was just managing all of the madness that was coming. I, I put it all out there and, it came back to me. So there was a lot of energy matriculating around me. So I would say the downs were just 
finding the balance in all of that and, and navigating changes every single day. And operationally as an employer and with your employees, that's just part of the game too. So there's there's an emotional component to that, to, to working with young minds and where we were and how we hired. We had a lot of interns that came from uh, walks of life that were uh, that had challenges before they came into the working world, even at that same time. So there was a lot of elements to it. And then with with COVID and uh, George Floyd passing away mm. in such a heinous way, uh, the community, the state, the the entire nation stopping to look at everything, having to make business decisions to still live every day, while both of those things were affecting my life and time, it's been interesting, but I'm wired to to be nimble. You have recently, relatively recently, relocated to a place, as you mentioned here in your very brief but poignant bio, 20 clicks west of Paisley Park. You are now in Cologne, Minnesota. And once again, despite the fact that people can't go to restaurants, that people are not allowed to congregate, you, as much as you do with a smile on your face and, as I said, a sparkle in your eye, have decided to defy convention and, frankly, common sense and start another restaurant-oriented business in Cologne. Tell me about it. Because you know why not? (laughs) After Funky Grits was a a food hall concept that we had and right. and I was not comfortable after the first shutdown to try to continue on in a space that had a lot of a lot of hard work in front of it and I don't mean hard work not to do it like if it was survival survivable so I just wasn't comfortable in the food hall space mm-hmm. multiple components that were outside of my control I've been in Cologne 3 years was looking to invest in the downtown area that's growing so my partner and my wife and I purchased property, multiple parcels of property all at once in, uh, at the end of this last fall and converted the uh, old in-town bar into our new concept, which is the Cologne House Cafe. It's a small town. We know a lot of people there, most of the people, all of the people. It's, <laughs> it's, it's growing very quickly. And there's a liquor store building that we're starting Cologne Liquors uh, in a month or two. So after the remodel is done, we have the new space down the street and we will have our new liquor store and we're partnering with Gray Duck locally here and Mm. we're going to do some fun stuff with Chad Greenway and the team and and, and make some some powerful uh, punch and pizzazz in the western country. And it's about 40 miles from the Twin Cities, just west on 212. It's a really cute community and throughout all of the the COVID quarantine and the town taking care of each other with free meals. And uh, I was using some of my, my overstock product to do free meals. We fed the Carver County Sheriff's office, mm. pulled pork sandwiches. And while we were unveiling the, the concept to the community, we had already embedded and doing things from a food perspective, anyhow, with thigh times or with funky grits. Mm-hmm. So everyone was ready. And there isn't a family restaurant in town. There were three bars. They all served food good food, but there wasn't a family restaurant that didn't right. have a belly up and do some shots kind of environment or opportunity. Uh, we have a really amazing patio, so we will have events and there's a full bar out there too, but indoors we'll have our family style cafe and it's a mile from home. So all of my business interests and commercial investments right now are, are nearby. And that was a 
testament to 2020 and it, it did push us closer to home. And, and again, I'd mentioned before I live in the, from South Minneapolis, but I live in the country for peace reasons. I'm busy. My mind never stops. And if I can do it from a space in the beginning and end of the day that I kind of control the, the volume, I can keep going. You know, we, um, living in the woods is always good. Being in the woods as often as possible. If you can live there, if you can be close to it, then you sort of get, even if it's not like camping or going to the boundary waters, you get that sort of residual benefit on the daily. So I agree with that 100%. It's one of the reasons I love where I live in South Minneapolis, close to two lakes, right on the parkway, on a creek, the canopy of trees. You know, in the winter, you learn to miss it a little bit, but you find different ways to to celebrate it and to enjoy it. I want to get to a song, and then I want to talk about some things that, you know, I don't know, since I've seen you last, there's been a relatively contentious presidential election, not to mention many other uh, <laughs> subtle elections. Uh, and that's why I found it very interesting that this first song that you chose, by the way, I dug through your music. Anybody who's listening right now, stay through the whole show. You can fast forward over the talking if you want. Jared's music selections today are freaking fantastic all the way through, which I'm not surprised by, <laughs> but I'm just delighted by. Now, this first guy, he spent some time in the political realm. And we can talk more about that on the other side, but I want you to tell me specifically, you know, what he was a, a, a county commissioner in the Chicago area. Is that right? Mr. Butler. Yeah. Jerry Butler. Yeah. Uh, I, his voice took him a lot further, obviously, obviously. And this song, only the strong survive. It just starts out with a, you know, talking to your, talking to family when, when times are, times are in a space where you don't know where, where you are within yourself. And just the whole mental toughness aspect of things is kind of how I am as a father. And I believe in the, the strong surviving because it's a daily pushes, small little pushes. And this song is just so groove and it gets you, gets you through it. I remember my first love affair. Somehow or another the whole darn thing went wrong. But my mama had some great advice, so I thought I'd put it in the words of this song. I can still hear her saying, boy, 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 oh, I see you sitting out there all alone, crying your eyes out, cause the woman that you love is gone, oh, it's gonna be, that's gonna be a whole lot of trouble in your life, a whole lot of trouble, oh, so listen to me, get up off your knees. Cause only the strong survive That's what she said she Only the strong survive Only the strong survive Yeah, you gotta be strong You better hold on Don't go Go around with your head hung down Well, I wouldn't let the little girl know let her know that you made me feel like a clown. There are a whole lot of girls, lot of girls. looking for a good man like you. Oh, but you'll never meet him if you give up now and say your life is true. Then she said, Oh, little strong survive.
Now, obviously, long before he was the Cook County Board of Commissioner uh, for the 3rd District, he was the lead singer behind the Impressions. And then I just read an interesting fact. I always like to do a little digging. I like those backstories, like that connective tissue. Since leaving the Impressions, he had more than 55 Billboard pop R&B chart hits as a solo artist. Now, I've heard his name, and I knew that he made some inroads, but apparently I am square and white because I did (laughs) 55 is a gigantic number, man. That's a lot of work. Prolific. Uh, Oh, my God. Well, and as you and I were just discussing right there with Jerry Butler, you know, phrasing, pacing, style, all of it. Like, I mean, it's built on a lifetime of work, obviously, but damn, man, there's not many people who are that effortless. They sound that good and also that effortless at the same time. It's an almost impossible pairing to do. Not forced at all. That's what I loved about it. Strange uh, opposite. Well, maybe not spectrum wise. I watched an old 1989 SNL last week. Mm -hmm. It records new ones, but they had a vintage one that they recorded and she she did uh she did her song and you you can't just jump in and copy her she she rides it her phrasing and her cadence is just unique to her own so she's following that rhythm in her own way dolly parton was kind of a g when she when she would sing her verses i don't i i don't think even kind of i think dolly parton's been a g since day one (laughs) you know i mean she she labored under the shadow of Porter Wagner for a long time because even especially in old school Nashville even if you're beautiful and your hair towers a full third of your entire body height <laughs> and you've got the shape that she had obviously all assets for her I think that she had a lot working against her for people to recognize her songwriting skill her guitar playing skill which was right. also exceptional but the same thing her phrasing and her pacing Dolly Parton's one of the old school and it turns out in in her advancing years also continues to get Give money to the right causes and do the right thing. Dolly Parton's a saint, man. I'm a fan. It was really impressive. I liked her music. You know, my dad played everything growing up, but just to see that for some reason, it just hit me because that song had some hits in it. You know, uh, stops and it was that why why you come in here looking like that? <laughs> she said, "I did this song with Ricky Skaggs," <laughs> and it was like a almost you know there was the not a James Brown level, but there were some stops in that, and she just mm. she had it. I, I don't know why I went to that, but she, she, she's got flow. <laughs> because Absolutely. it all, it, 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 the thing that makes, you know, it's weird. I've been undergoing, I've, I'm a big fan of always learning and working at the record store. I am being exposed to music I've never heard before in my life. And it's wild to, that's why I think the, the, the artifact and the ritual of listening to an album is so cool. I always have, but you know, we fall into our pits, right? We fall into our lanes. We fall into the things that we've become used to and accustomed to and the things that make us feel good or help alleviate pain or bring us to a next level of ecstasy. And getting out of that comfort zone, I think it's more difficult as you get older. And so listening to full albums of artists that I otherwise might not have, it's amazing that, again, you... The whole thing to me is, do I believe them? Do I believe them? And I believe Jerry Butler. I believe Dolly Parton. You know, I believe Pat Benatar, man. I'm going to be honest. It may not be the same bit, but I believe Pat Benatar. Absolutely. Yeah. She had, that was all, that was all passion and that was effortless, effortless power. Yeah. Agreed. So with the, you know, I don't want to dive deep into it, but we did go through a rather contentious election. You decided to do the positive thing and focus on your family because you seem to do everything right. And you start, you started this new, 
Virtually, okay, virtually. <laughs> Maybe not everything, Jared. Maybe not everything. But virtually, you know, what was the... You kind of touched on it, but you've lived in Cologne for a while, and you know you could have decided I'm going to become the. You're familiar with the uh, the film It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. You're not going, but you like when you said there's no family restaurant. You know maybe there's no savings and loan. I mean, are we in any danger of you becoming the Mr. Potter of Cologne, Minnesota? No, because I I'm a I'm a born servant. I have to. There's something about creating the party, hosting the party making some sort of uh, something service-based event. I I'd rather do playlists and make a menu and set up the event and make sure everybody's doing good. And I think that my businesses and choices are going to always support that. Even owning some properties, I'd like them to be service-based community connective tissue. You know, we were complementary communities, so we shouldn't trip over each other. We should flow. Maybe that's it. By the way, with society, those two two mindsets. One is I'm here to serve, and one is I'm here to be served. And I really think that that can even transcend party. Um, it, it, it's just so challenging to me that some people, even if they're really successful, if you have that mindset of I'm here to serve, you can still be really successful. You just may not get to that point of success where it's grotesque. You know, you, you may never get to that level, but but that's okay. You still, you're a guy that has that humanity. I mean, we wouldn't have this podcast studio without you, with you, without you reaching out to Audio Equip and saying, "Guys, you got to help out my brother Brian Oak." Thank you. Oof. <laughs> well, now it got very real. I, you know, I, I've gone through a couple of shows without crying, Sean. So, <laughs> thanks for that. Gratitude. I, I Gratitude got, I, well, but I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is like you take care of the people that you recognize. I don't know if you recognize yourself in them, but you you are drawn to the people who hit that spark in you, who who light that flame, who you realize these are people who are moving things in the direction that I want them to move in. And, you know, we we all try to support that. I mean, that's a big part of what we do on this show as well is artists who let's take musical artists. Right. I mean. This has been as difficult for them as it has mm. been for restaurateurs or lots of small business owners. So give them an opportunity to come on this podcast and promote their cyber event or whatever the case may be, their live streaming event. Because right now, everybody, this is when, in the times of tribulation, this is when community becomes it actually, it becomes more than a fun little concept or a notion, right? It becomes a real thing. I just feel like every time I see you or any time I've ever talked to you, Jared, that's always been essential to your fabric, where I think a lot of people, myself included, take it for granted. You know, we believe in it, but it's a lot easier to believe in something when you don't have to live it every damn day. But I don't think you take a day off from it, man. And it's it's really, it's it's more than admirable. It's inspiring. If or when you live it every damn day, you don't feel like you are because you, I call it the work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I'm on a board uh, for YouthLink, which honors underserved young adults that have housing challenges, either either homeless or it, it, there's, a, there's a transient component to their life that is too often, right, to be healthy. Um. That's a volunteer stewardship. Um, I'm happy to be on it. So it doesn't feel like work when we involve ourselves. Um, having an arts background and our gala coming, you know, every year, I asked, I told them I've emceed before. So 
we put together our gala in September, which had to be virtual, but I got to incorporate local artists who at that point in time couldn't perform anymore, couldn't make their living, Mm. their full-time living, and worked with Cameron Kinghorn and some other local artists and, 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 and parts of it as his collective, uh, King Perry. And they were at the soundstage and we did it virtually. And I got to see a free concert and they got to perform all first, probably for half a year or more for all of us. And there was a catharsis there and it emanated through the recording. And then when the event went live and those pre-recorded pieces were played, people felt that. So all those components were community coming together and those parts, even if it was just producing an event to spark visibility for an organization to raise money to continue on the programs, we still got to to humanize and we got to push that, that humanized, that vibe and energy. And it was, it was successful in that way as more than just the, the financial goals that were there. It was really beautiful. Well, and that's wonderful, but the financial goals are still very real and exist. If people want to know more about YouthLink, what's the best way for a person who literally has never heard of YouthLink until two minutes ago, what's the best place for them to A, find out more, and B, to get involved? YouthLink.org. Uh, YouthLink is a 42 or or maybe a little older year-old organization based downtown Minneapolis that serves a very underserved community, which is uh, young adults to 20, 16 to 24 that are housing challenged, homeless to, uh, again, uh, you know, tr- transient uh, movements in their life. Uh, a lot of the challenges that they have are, are triageable. Some of them are acute mental health issues. Some are, are, are chemical dependency. Some are just uh, uh, medical. Uh, there's a drop-in center downtown at the at the main space on 12th. Uh, right downtown Minneapolis. Uh, donations can, can be made directly from the, the homepage at youthlink.org. Uh, just a wonderful organization that, that uh, has, has partnered with um, hundreds of other resources that funnel in through YouthLink to provide uh, uh, I guess, uh, outside services from that hub of YouthLink. Uh, uh, Best Buy worked with them and donated a music studio. Um, the Peter King Foundation donated uh, the remodel of the entire uh, work opportunity center mm. downtown and now our drop-in center with uh, uh, another donation last year is 24 hours a day so with COVID and the cold uh, it was really timely to get that program mm. up and running to have a 24-hour drop-in center when there's a full commercial kitchen there that provides about 5,000 plus meals a year wow I just I, I like talking to you because I think that and again I I, I, I will never criticize someone for something unless it's like a fuck face like Trump, I will never criticize somebody who is guilty of something that I'm not guilty of because we all have our foibles, right? We all have our cracks in our armor and and in the way we approach things. But I think it's easy to, especially in the era of COVID, as lonely and weird and myopic as we all get, it can be a little easy to disappear up your own ass. And I think it takes even more of a reminder than it used to that despite the difficult times and maybe even more so because of the difficult times, it's more important than ever to think of somebody outside of your your own self and I just I think it can be difficult to do and regular reminders not berating someone not beating them over the head but reminding someone that the reason that the, the best feeling you can have is helping another person right would you agree with that it's the best feeling 
it, it's the best feeling, you know? And so and it, it's, it can be easy to get lazy about it. It can be easy to get caught up in your own shit. And we all have a lot of shit right now, but it's, it's good. So youthlink.org, if people just to even start the exploration to see, because it's not just a matter of having a dry, warm place to sleep. There are a lot of other elements that go into the young people who are going through that situation. And those resources are brought to bear there. So it's a good chance to learn before we talk more. Let's hear more music. Are you cool with that? I'm, down yeah well i know you are because <laughs> i feel like when you're like ooh, three songs i might have to bring in some japanese pop i knew you weren't going to get there <laughs> that's why i played before you got here i played a k-pop song that has been getting me through the last week um but you did pick some very cool stuff and i know a little bit about this band but i've never heard this song before i know they're canadian and i've heard some more kind of like mopey indie stuff this song's groovy as hell man it, it there's a lot of there's a lot of emo in their catalog, mm-hmm. and this song is how I first heard them, and it was an, I, sh- I shouldn't say that because that sounds like a one-hit wonder, but it's an aha moment to them, but that song, like, Aha's Take On Me, like, is <laughs> a million percent their greatest song. It hits in so many ethereal, ba- bass, just gut check, solo you know, I worked in alt radio. I've played this band before, and there's nothing as cool as this song. I've never heard this song before because it was their it was their emo stuff that got played. This is a cool ass song. Confession: It's my mood changer song at nice. my house when it's when it's like go time. All right, we're 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 gonna it's it's music oh. listening time, and then I turn this one up, and that just shows that the mood's going to. I'm I'm playing music only for the rest of the night, and I'm staying right here, and I kick it off with this one. Say 
I feel like for proper perspective and proper appreciation, people need to hear a few other songs by the Deers, Canadian indie band, because like when that guitar first kicks in, you're like, oh, oh, and then that huge falsetto comes floating in over the top. That is not their 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 regular vibe by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying they're a bad band, but damn, that was a good one. The Deers is the name of the band. Omega Dog. More with Jared Brewington here momentarily. But first, we need to check in with Sean Bernard. Sean, how are you? I am doing okay. Okay, good. I didn't really want to check in with you. I wanted to check in with your business <laughs> prospects because you're one of the sponsors of The Brian Oak Show. You are a realtor. You work for Edina Realty at the 50th and France location. And we are... Now, I know that like this year, the, the season went longer than expected in this sort of unusual, surprising, weird year. But we are heading into the quiet times, are we not? We are. This is also the planning time where people kind of get... Uh, as of yesterday, people are kind of thinking about the year ahead. Now, some people do that in November, December, but uh, the vast majority of us wait till the holidays are over, New Year's Eve is over, and then we say, I better get my shit together for this year. New year, new me. Exactly right. And so maybe your resolution or just your thought on the year was, I wonder if I should move. Uh, Should I think about moving? Well, you shouldn't just decide to do that and do it. You should do some homework, or even better yet, let me do the homework for you. This is the time of year where I really like to do real estate reviews where I can tell you what your property value is, what's sold, what's pended around you in your area, so you can make a really smart decision on whether you should stay or go. And uh, so just give me a call, 612-859-2594. If it's you or someone you know that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy. I feel like Sean just invited you to slide into his DMs, but I'm going to leave that up to you and him. I don't really want to be involved in that slide process. And in. Nope. That's nope. super duper weird. Jared Brewington, uh, it is, again, once again, lovely to see that infectious smile of yours. You have something called the Cologne House Cafe. You live in Cologne. You have decided that you are going to invest in that community. And I'm not surprised by that because you are someone who has no shortage of excellent ideas, also no shortage of commitment to follow through on those ideas and creativity to come up with new ways to expound on those ideas. So none of that surprises me. But starting up a new endeavor, how far back does this new endeavor go? Does it predate the COVID lockdown? Or do you did you decide, despite the silliness of everything that's going on, I'm starting a new place? Before COVID, we were looking at investing in an old bar that's still vacant down the street from our current space. Mm-hmm. And COVID happened. Our community really buckled down and it just impressed me the love and commitment people had just to everybody. Right. That could be small town America. I That was just mine and it felt really good. Uh, and uncertainty, uncharted territory. It's good to, good to know at home we were just trying to figure it all out together. You know, everyone had their opinion on executive orders, but, you know, we're just still at home, you know, social media ranting aside, because that got out of hand, <laughs> but um, uh, talked to the current bar owner at that time, and it just so happened that there was a transition in their future, and it included more property than we had bargained for, but it was worth the delving into more, and it just said, yeah, let's do it. Talked to my wife and my partner, Ben, and, and, and they were on board right away. You know, it's, it's easier when you're nearby. And so when the downtown space closed, I just was more focused there locally. So 
even that even as of recently when in inside dining was curtailed uh on this last executive order we were just remodeling and at the space where we gutted the what will be our new kitchen so we have a very large patio and we decided to put up a whatever sided tent is allowed because walls are called different things nowadays <laughs> a roof of a tent is a wall we've learned a lot of scientific data oh, about, really about hmm. the uh the uh triangular triangulation of uh, of a tent and <laughs> the, the department of health is they've they've been some extreme breakdowns and explanations <laughs> of what equals what because you real read some memes if you follow any any food people about you know outside is inside except the inside outside so you need to have a deep knowledge of pythagorean theorem in yes. addition to some business acumen. You absolutely do. That was the, the 50% of the existing planes across the rhombozoidal. I've always been, I've always been a, a big hypotenuse guy. You yeah. know, I mean, so Huge. I could bring some real hypotenuse stability to your situation. So you've had to do that, and you did. So you, you got this up and running, and you did have a huge event this last weekend. I'm looking at pictures of it right now that you've described as sizzle, love, flip, eat, are those all gigantic cheeseburgers that I'm looking at in that picture? That's our house burger on, on my on my, my baby flat top outside. How good would a cheeseburger taste right oh, now? So it's a half. Good. It's a two of those make up one burger. What? It's a it's a it's a substantial sandwich. <laughs> Once again, damning it with faint praise right there. It's a substantial sandwich. We we had a we had a, mm. a, a DJ and a tent, and we had a pre-sale event. So we 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 kind of spread it out a little bit, and yeah. we had a big old bonfire that we set some chairs around, so people were able to to come and have some barbecue uh, or some grilled burgers, I should say. And yeah, we had some kegs, called it a burger and beer bust. Did some well, fireball and Windsor shots. Oh and my! Small town, small town folk line up around the block for that. So they lined up a couple feet for that. I mean, well, <laughs> I I worked at a liquor store for about three months uh, in the very beginning of 2020, and what blew my mind more than anything not that people drank or that people were there when the doors opened at 10 a.m. None of that surprised me. What surprised me, and not that even Fireball was popular. The raw volume of Fireball, we sold more Fireball than anything else in that entire liquor store, more than beer. It, it was stunning to me. People would buy the little airplane bottles. They would buy the giant 175s. People freaking, not even just in the winter, people freaking love Fireball. It came out in my bar days, and when I was working, it was just the night. To the experienced, it's a sugar water. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to say that if you suffer from any sort of uh, GERD or uh, intestinal difficulties, it is instant heartburn because it's cinnamon whiskey. And then the sugar content is so high that if you are prone to hangovers at all, your next day is going to be a terrible place to be. I guess that's what because I suffer from. I never really had hangovers because I don't drink that kind of stuff. But the the. The heartburn for me in some things is almost instantaneous, and Fireball was one of those, but we just moved so much Fireball. I will tell you that in a small town, I I won't hear, mm, due to my gluten tolerance <laughs> and my gastroesophageal <laughs> reflux disease, I'm wondering what so true. Two, sh two ounce and under liquid pores I could have. That won't affect my <laughs> ileocecal valves. 
Look, man, I'm one of these days. I'm going to show up in Cologne at one of your burger and beer busts. I'm not drinking any of your beer, but I will. I'll hammer down two of those burgers. Plus the burger. We'll sit down and we'll line them up and we'll see who's got. Actually, that I I would never take you on in anything. Now that I think about, it. I looked across at you and saw that determination in your <laughs> eyes. I'm like, no, that guy could hammer down more burgers than I can. Eat too. What else? Give me one other signature item that's at the Cologne House. We've got a brisket Philly that's ridiculously Ooh, delicious. Really? So I I do an eight hour smoke on our brisket, and then we add some um, fat portobello mushrooms that we cut in a nice long spears, if you will, mm. Mm. with provolone smoke provolone green peppers and big fat caramelized onions and it's been a big hit the burger in the benton philly we call it the benton philly that's the n- next town over kind of an homage to some of the old old school flavor of the town we're decorating it in all old cologne pictures this so is cool. the greatest fact of my building it was built in 1869 the town was founded in 1870 it was called Morbacher Brothers Sample Room, and as of this weekend, we'll have served beer 141 years in a row out of that building. In so Cologne, pro- Minnesota. Prohibition, yeah. even during that time, they... You know how they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you're right. <laughs> much, like they don't, much like they don't complain about their gastrointestinal exactly. disorders in Cologne, <laughs> they're also not real worked up about the law yeah. being like, you gotta, okay. Come uh, okay. down to the basement. That's, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> the original safe is down there from 1868. Wow. It can't be moved because it's the size yeah. of this table. Well, I was going to say, and it, it must weigh eight tons. It's heavy. Yeah, wow. I mean, is it openable? Do you still have the... I have the combo. It's really the combination cool. has survived for 141 years. Absolutely, that's wild. <laughs> that's so very cool. cool. That's super. There's so many weird. I have the original title work has pen written from 18, you know, probably with the, like, like a, 73. a swan quill yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. And now you are part of that continuing tradition. That is not only super Minnesotan, but super fucking cool, man. That's It's very Jared Brewington to me that you are part of that ongoing tradition. It's not lost on us, so we will be paying honor to that. Yeah. Our patio will call Moorbacher's Deck. It was the original cool. family. See, that's the right way to do yeah. it, right? I mean, like, there complimentary should be more of that. to the community, but also like that. You know, like one of the reasons I like watching the History Channel, American mm-hmm. Pickers, that kind of thing. The stories are the things that make it. You know, you can find a place that's decorated with old recycled barn wood on the inside, right? But I mean, if you've got a story, if you've got continuous history, there are parts about small town Minnesota that I know there are a lot of people from small towns in Minnesota that couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Yeah. But there is a lot to celebrate there and there is a lot of heritage there i think it's super fucking cool man i think that's I, great I, just briefly to share the 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 origination of the name cologne house cafe the original bar i spoke of um it used to be the town meeting room and they had a small hotel and and a restaurant there and in the 1870s it was called the cologne house cafe so i brought the name next door perfect that's wild man that's amazing so Cologne is not that far away, but it's far enough away. So what if you create a thing that is not only popular with locals, but is a sensation, right? I mean, like, uh, and or, or some reasonable facsimile thereof for being in Cologne. Do you want people to make the hike from the metro to Cologne? We'll have a, we'll, we'll have destination worthy fare. I think our burger already is and our, our brunch is going to be very welcoming. 
the gem in the town is we have a lake downtown. It's a small, quaint couple mm. blocks of a downtown with original architecture mm-hmm. almost throughout all of the buildings. And I think people like, they call it a day trip, even though I drive by people's houses that say it for errands every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, I guess that's my question is how far away is Cologne? If we were to leave 48th in Chicago, where we are right now, how long would it take until we were at your establishment in Cologne? 39 minutes. You're okay, walking which in the door. is nothing. And so, I mean, even the same thing, I, I bring it up because when I tell people my other job working at the record store in Hopkins, people think of Hopkins like they think of Cologne. If they're not used to going there, it's like, it's literally off 169. You can be there from where we are right now in 11 minutes. I guarantee you, everyone that grew up in Hopkins that lives in Chicago, LA, <laughs> Miami, <laughs> New York yes. says they're from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Of course they do. <laughs> and probably the same thing from Cologne. So I just, I wish you the best, man. And Thank I'm, you, I'm, every time I see you, you are involved in a new and interesting project. And what I like about it is not just because that's who you are, but it doesn't really matter, as we've seen in the last couple of years, what the outside circumstances are. You, you believe in something and that makes you a very believable person. I believe in you. I, I trust this guy. I like this guy. I want this guy around more often. So tell me the name of your establishment one more time and if there's a website. Cologne House Cafe. We are on Facebook, Cologne House Cafe. Look at that. I'm looking at it right now. And if you go to, uh, maybe he won't let you in. You know, got to be someone pretty special to be friends with Jared Brewington on social media. But youthlinkmn.org is the other place to go, correct? Just youthlink.org. Just youthlink.org. All right, very good. Um, It's good to see you, man. And we're going to hear one more song before we cut you loose. And you will come back again in the not-too-distant future, right? I can't wait to come back. And, and you I'm will so invite happy. us as soon as you're open again. That was my second question. <laughs> yeah, Sean, Sean really was kind of getting at the heart of what <laughs> yes, I was I, saying. The next time there's one of these burger busts, yeah. I'm going to need a personal invite because I do check out the social media quite frequently, but I can't go to everyone's place all the time. No. Absolutely. But we're going to the it next It is youthlinkmn.org. Oh, it is. I, I, we'll link yes, to it. I apologize too, to that. Uh, That's we fine. Post. We'll throw it all in there. We'll get Cologne House Cafe in there, the Facebook link, and all that. And um, you have picked uh, another excellent song here to end. So the last show that we did, uh, Sean and I didn't have a guest. We just talked about some of the truly greats that we lost in 2020. And this one, I'm still a little bit confused about this one because apparently it happened on Halloween. But we didn't find out until New Year's Eve. Does that sound right to you? He passed away in October. Somewhere in and, October. And, and I, the family just was probably doing their thing. Which and, I and, totally and, get, yeah, but it's they, hard to imagine that it stayed quiet that long. I didn't yeah. hear about it till just a few days ago. Yeah. And not like MF Doom, you know, a British-born rapper, American. He lived here most of his life. Not that he was the most gigantic superstar, but certainly a big enough name in the world of music that that it would be hard to keep his death quiet for a couple of months, I feel like. Well, when you're at home and the world of art is kind of on pause, I suppose, you know, uh, his his, uh, partner released it through his social media. So I guess it was just more of a downtime and then the announcement, which that makes sense. People have their privacy and we've kind of been pushed to our privacy and artists have been doing everything they can from their their base really can't move around much and 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 to hear that was sad because doom had minnesota connections too the rhyme sayers label picked up doom Mm -hmm. for for quite a period for some for some releases and that whole indie hip-hop national track really was super connected because rhyme sayers was one of the 
one of the leaders and trailblazers of that 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 tour 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 oh. tour 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 movement. Well, and you I would mean? say that when indie hip hop was really starting to gain traction, you know, late '90s, early 2000s, Rhymesayers was as big a name as there was in they indie hip hop. The in, biggest in, name, in, the biggest name in indie hip hop in in America. Yeah, and and the and with Doom, uh, you know, uh, MF Grimm and MF Doom co- collabs back in the day. You know, just brought art to another level in my formative years. Those are my late teens, early twenties and, and, and just, you know, early musician years trying to see what, what my influences were as well. Well, as a kid who grew up on Marvel comics, the fact that somebody who was significant, well, not significantly younger, but a few years younger than me decided that he liked Dr. Doom enough that he was going to make his rap persona because he was involved in some other stuff yep. earlier. But when he decided, I'm going to craft something brand new that hasn't existed before and made himself a mask that wasn't an identical replica, but basically was basing himself off Victor Von Doom yeah. from Fantastic <laughs> Four and the Marvel Comics universe, that to me was an immediate, an immediate draw. And he kind of created a persona around that persona and it resonated in so many spheres like the adult swim universe connection with mf doom mm. that aqua teen hunger force oh yeah v- space ghost flow <laughs> going over to mf doom i think all of those production minded people in both of those entertainment spheres loved each other and respected each other and it was a sweet collabo because they it brought his work to so many different people other than when i hear like Dell the funky homo sapien and someone says that's the gorillas guy <laughs> oh which is true but oh my god you can't do that mr dabalina anyway um when you bring up the collabo bit that was mf doom to me his other great gift is that he worked with it i mean he put out a bunch of solo stuff but really for the last seven eight years he almost primarily did collaborations with other people and a wide wide range of people like he he saw the value in let's put our two special sauces together and see if we can't make the super magic sauce. He was a lot of artists' favorite featured artist. Again, he just had a natural ability to... It was almost like he was a comic villain doing his doing his thing to rap, if that makes sense. It, it does, does make me. sense. Well, it does to me, and, and uh, I love you, man. It's really nice to see your face again. I love you both. Thanks again. Great to see I'm you. I'm glad Jared. to love see you, you in person. <laughs> oh my God, weird, right? I mean, people, yeah. right? And I know that you're, you know, you're doing the thing, and you had some people out to eat burgers. Not Sean and I, but I noticed you had some people out to eat huh. burgers this see last you Saturday, noon to five. This coming love Saturday? It. Yeah. I don't. Oh, don't worry. Let me check my work schedule. <laughs> or Friday, five to ten p.m. Oh my goodness! I could sit out back by a bonfire and eat a burger. You could. You could smash two burgers. So. <laughs> this might happen. It actually might happen. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk. Because Cologne, as I find out, is not that far away. It sounds like it's somewhere, I don't know, good two, three hours away north of Alexandria. Am I right? That's the other way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the long way minutes. around. It's it's northwest of southeast. That sounds perfect. Thank you very much, Jared <laughs> Brewington. Uh, and so the thing we're going to end with here. We wish a fond farewell to. Uh, that's the only problem with these San Pellegrinos. With my gird, you only makes me real burpy. <laughs> <laughs> you only rent them. My gird has uh, gastrointestinal I reflux. Know, yeah, okay. That's why so I'm going to have to ask for. You do have uh, gluten free buns available for those burgers, right? I really do, though. 
Do you really? Yes, I do. Of course you do, because you're Jared Brewington. (laughs) Lovely to see you, my good friend. Uh, We're going to end with MF Doom. In addition to his prolific collaborations, he also had an alter ego that supplanted occasionally his MF Doom alter ego. I don't know very much about this. This is the King Ghidorah alter ego, and this is off of the album, which I believe the whole EP was called phasers or king geeter i can't remember but this is the song phasers and it's just got an an, an amazing uh pull you to a fantasy land type of vibe well let's do that sean thank you very much good to see you cheers jared thank you very much thanks to all of our sponsors smart start mn also our good friend nate and all of his kind people over at audio quip that you hooked us up with which i cannot thank you enough for we love you nate we absolutely love you how you're surviving this particular type of year i have no idea but thank you for all you've done for us and we wish you the very best in 2021 and we'll leave you with king Ghidorah phasers on the brian oak show follow the light The light is your guide. I'm controller of planet X. And I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. King Ghidorah, take me to your leader. Quick to claim that he not no snake like me neither. They need to take a breather. He been rhyming longer than Sigmund the sea creature. Been on Saturday feature. Pleased to meet ya. And came to wake you up out the deep sleeper like... Needed to stop before he caught the knee drop. Even give you more sit and sit and ZZ top. Well, four bears thou shall not more corner. Future like one more steps in y'all's corners. So poor, rich, front if you wanna. When he spit electrics, don't be in y'all's saunas. You only hear the warners what the plan is. The hour is up on us, it's bananas. Born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. Hope you live long enough to tell it to his grandkids. King Pedro, three finger ring fever. Spring chicken eater, ID as a ringleader. Who needs a heater? Catch him with bare hands. These same hands that make razors out bear cans. His own biggest fan, and got a fan base as big as Japan. Yeah, and all hail the king. Give him three cheers, fam. Like hit hit parade, do his thing for the little kings like sling blade. To the grave, put in work like a slave. Or how to flip scripts on the dipstick brigade. Rock him like su 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 the old play. Back when we used to rock the shag, no fade. This skill trade like a tailor made sway. Hit the studio and I'm paid. Half up front, half up on mastering. Would you like that in cash? Last thing you should ask the king. You don't have to be no crystal war reader. Allergic to Saul Peter, used to be a war beater. In the game like a Wall Street cheater. A lot of rap noise is annoying like Cedar. Turn into a triple X monster from a fairy tale movie. He don't know me very well, do he? King Pedro crush on the seas teacher. They need to pay him better, she had nothing on the reefer. Heifer, and I had to offer her a stick of gum. She was as thick as they come and taught a strict curriculum. Which is only good for my son. When I'm in the hood, raises on tongue. Nowadays it's amazing raising young. Rule number one, phases on stun. 